The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. World events, vaccines and our food, and it's time to start foraging. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in today to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I really do appreciate it. And as promised, I'm going to be talking about some letters. I'm going to be talking about the subject material anyway, is some of the letters that have been sent to me. And I truly appreciate all the emails and the letters that you send to my post office box. They're very enjoyable. I really enjoy reading them. And I'm going to start off with just a couple of the letters before I go into the main topic. And I have an investigative reporter that is really good at gathering statistics and information on the COVID deaths. And the latest letter, uh, this person told me that it's getting really ridiculous out there because the states are cooking the numbers and the numbers they're providing are not up to date. and There seems to be an awful lot of cloudiness as far as how many people have died in different states and things. And also, it's very depressing to just deal with death all day and numbers. And to know that your statistic, your just number, your digit, was actually a living, breathing person. You know, it's 
dehumanizes you after a while just to dig through statistics. And so this person is going to lay off of doing that for a while because it's getting to be garden season and other things. But the information that was gathered was deemed by this person not to be accurate because of all the hocus-pocus that these different states are trying to cast different shadows and things over the numbers. But I do appreciate all of the other efforts, and I am going to be talking about those death rates in a future show because I'm a couple of letters behind with this person, and I really do appreciate my friend. And I have to say that I'm making very good friends with this show, and I want to thank my friend for sending me those wonderful cartoons that were oversized, and for someone who is getting, let's say, old enough to need oversized things to read, thank you for making it oversized. And the cartoons were hilarious. I, It's my kind of humor. I appreciate it. And as you stated in your letter, it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. And you definitely put a smile on my face. So thank you so much. I do appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate you contributing to the show. And I also heard from Art, and I think Art and me must have been separated at birth, because I agree with him 100%. There's not one thing that he said that I have even the slightest disagreement with. He wrote me a letter concerning people who are not waking up, and specifically family, and what to do about it. And like he said in his letter, you can hit them alongside of the head and say, wake up. But a lot of people don't want to wake up. And he addresses that in the letter. And he ends the letter saying, well, maybe it's time for us just to give up on these people. But he did have one interesting thing I wanted to pass along. And that's to us kooks out there. You know who I'm talking about, the ones that every time they see us coming, they kind of duck into the shadows because they think of us as just gloom and doom people. They think of us as, oh, here comes that survivalist. Here comes that prepper. And like he said in his letter, you know, they come up and say, well, has the world ended yet? You know, just mocking. And he suggested that any time that you get into that situation with a family member that won't listen to you anyway, that when they ask you a sarcastic question, just change the subject. Just talk about baseball scores or whatever, sporting events or whatever you want to talk about, and just immediately change the subject. And he said that after a while, they'll kind of get the hint that you're done with them, that you're not even going to try to help. Because there will come a time, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You know, it's really something I get on this show, and very often I come out with all sorts of things, and then I say, I hope I'm wrong. And I'm probably the only talk show host out there that hopes that he's as wrong as I am. Because I hope that I'm 100% wrong in what I think is going to happen to our country. I hope that I'm absolutely wrong. Matter of fact, I would be the happiest person in the world to be wrong. But I think that these people that Art was talking about, and as well as people in your family and in your circle of friends, I do believe there will come a time where they're going to come to you and say, save me, because they know that you've been prepping. Now, I've been watching the Canadian prepper, and he's had some very awesome videos. He's awesome anyway. But he had a video where he was talking about the type of people that you need to watch out for. And I think that's a very interesting video, and I think that it's worth going to his channel 
And I don't know where all he's at. I know he's on YouTube. I hate to send anybody to that place, but I know he's there. But he's got some very, very informative videos up. And like me, he says he delivers his daily dose of gloom and doom. But I think that his head screwed on straight. I think he's a very nice man. And I think he's doing God's work. And I want to stand up for all of the broadcasters out there that are doing the right thing. And I listen to probably 10 or 15 different broadcasters. And there's a handful of them that, just like with art, I feel like that we were separated at birth because there's absolutely no difference in our thought patterns. And I like to read from the most important news.com, Michael Snyder. I really like Michael Snyder's writing. Now, it's easy to read his stories and be depressed about everything, but Michael Snyder's just telling you the truth. That's all he's doing. And I think that it's a great act of love to tell people the truth. I think lying to people and telling them that all is great and everything's going to be fine is the worst thing you can do. I'd rather tell everybody the sky is falling and then it not fall than to tell everybody that the sky can't fall, and the sky ends up falling and hurting a bunch of people. I know a lot of people out there are very concerned about our food supply, and I think you should be. We have what I consider as mad scientists, who are just out of their mind, who are doing all sorts of things with our food without being asked to do so. And of course, they're passing legislation that will allow these substances to be put in our food without being put on the labels. So when you add it all up, it's very nefarious. And so I think people should be concerned about our food supply. I think you need to be concerned enough to actually do something about it. I do know that they are past the experimental stage of putting all sorts of vaccines in lettuce and tomatoes and potatoes, and now they're saying rice and corn and wheat, which is just absolutely criminal. And so what they're trying to do is force everyone to ingest things in their body that, that won't be good for the reproductive system, likely won't be good for your heart or your mind or your body or your lungs. And I know that I'm talking about tinfoil hat things here. But there's just way too much evidence out there. And I'm seeing different videos of companies who are promoting their new products that, that allow vaccines to be put into vegetables and so forth and so on. So there definitely is something to it. I don't know how widespread yet, but I know what's coming. And also, there's a big scare right now about this new experimental vaccines being put in to cows and pigs. and the National Cattlemen's Association says that there's no drugs approved yet for livestock, but they didn't say that they're not inoculating them with unapproved so-called vaccines. And you might think, well, they can't be administering this to livestock when it's not approved. Well, this COVID-19 death jab was never approved. It just has emergency authorization, but it never has been tested or approved. But yet they forced multitudes of people to take this death jab. And I know that no cow-calf man who's actually birthing the calves, I can't think of one of them that would actually vaccinate their calves with this concoction. 
I don't think there's any cattlemen out there that are going to use gene therapy drugs on their cows. I would stake everything I own that there's no ranchers out there that would actually do this. But the feeders? I'm not so sure about. And so I would say that our meat supply is 100% safe as long as you buy from the people who are actually raising the animals. But once it gets to the feeders and the feedlots, all bets are off because a lot of the feedlots are corporate and also they have corporate contracts with all the big fast food chains and the big restaurant chains and the big grocery store chains. And so when you get into that big money, you could get into a lot of corruption. And so I would say buy your beef locally. And I would say that if you're a rancher, you need to start selling your beef to people locally, but do not sell it as packaged beef. Sell the live animal. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they're already coming after the Amish for selling farm-raised products. And they're already setting all sorts of precedents against going against people that actually would dare to sell processed meat from their farm. And also, if you do find someone that you can buy livestock from, what you need to do is find your own butcher or your own feeder. And we have to keep the government from swooping in and confiscating people's herds or whatever's going to happen. I know they're trying to force something on us. And so we have to be very careful. So just as a good journalist will protect his sources, I would say that if you buy ranch-raised beef, protect your sources. Just buy it and use it and enjoy it. And remember the saying that loose lips sink ships. And so what I'm trying to say is just keep it to yourself. Nobody needs to know where you buy your food. Keep it to yourself. It'll protect everyone involved. And to the gardeners and the ranchers and the farmers, don't sell processed products. Sell it live or sell it off the plant. Just sell it as is. That would be my recommendation. Now, I think we need to really learn how to forage because I've seen so many videos of different companies touting their product that will get into the lining of a plant's cellular structure. And then this plant turns into just a nothing but a growing, living vaccine. And I think that we've reached the point we can't trust our food. So gardeners, have a good year and plan on being a gardener from now on. And it's now time for people to get really good at foraging and using God's garden. I just got through foraging a bunch of cottonwood tree buds that the wind had blown off the trees. And I harvested them, branches and all. And next week I will tell you what I'm going to do with these buds. But I'm going to tell everybody out there that has cottonwoods in your area, if they're still in the bud stage, go ahead and fill a quart or two of cottonwood tree buds. And if your cottonwood trees have already leaved, go to the young branches that are just now shooting off the tree, the ones that are no more than four inches long and are about as big around as a pencil. You can tell by looking if they're new branches or not. And go ahead and get a gallon or two of these young branches, leaves and all, and then I will talk about that next week of what to do with this. And dandelions are starting to come up everywhere, and dandelions are a fail-safe crop 
that has been used for centuries in hard times to keep people from starving? And every part of the dandelion is edible, except the stem. And I know it's bitter, but there are ways you can cook the bitterness out. But there's a lot of studies out there that say dandelions are absolutely great for you. And so replace your lettuce with dandelion leaves. There are things that we have to do to keep this experimental vaccine, this evil thing that they're doing to our plants and animals. We have to keep that out of our bodies because we've come too far now. We can't lose this war by them doing a clandestine effort to vaccinate us through the grocery stores. And I have to say shame on you scientists. Shame on you people that are actually trying to ruin this world. Shame on you. And we are going to fight you. And I'm going to do my best to equip people to fight you and to survive without you. It used to be you got your food from what you grew yourself. Then as the Industrial Revolution came in, well, you got your food from a farmer. And then when all the farmers moved to town and the whole society changed, well, then you got your food from a grocery store. And now you're expected to go to a grocery store. And I'm sure that somewhere down the line, there are going to be mandates that you have to get quote-unquote approved food. They're trying to control us through our food and also through our money. And so it's time we got really serious about being self-sufficient with our food. And right now is the time to start foraging. Medicinal plants and also edible plants are all over the place. And it changes from region to region. So please do your research. Find the plants that are edible in your area and start harvesting them. I think the quality of your life may depend on that. I really do. And I know you might think I have a tinfoil hat, but we live in a tinfoil hat world right now. We're being hit with so much disinformation on purpose to try to confuse everybody. So I just say take the bull by the horns, take charge of your life, and make it to where you can verify everything you put in your body, where it's from, and who grew it, and how it was grown. You're going to have to do that for the sake of your health and your family's health. But I want to get on to today's topic. And today's topic is going to be world events. Because there's so many things that are connected to just our everyday existence. But before I get onto that, I do want to mention an email I got from a new friend that really enjoyed the episode on Steam. That was last week. And this man knows a lot about Steam. And he's also a very accomplished prepper. And he has a really nice homestead. And I am proud to have people like him listening to my show. I really, really appreciate that. Because honestly, I said this last time, I'm going to say it again. I should be listening to my listeners instead of them listening to me. Because I have so many highly intelligent, wonderful listeners. And I do appreciate you tuning in and at least hearing what I have to say and hearing my latest rambles and rants. But today I'm going to try not to rant so much as last week. I'll see how far I get with that. And also, a special thank you to those who donate. Whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars or whatever, I really do appreciate it. And I do have to say that donations are going lower right now. And I understand it. I get that. Everyone is really scared. It seems like there's been 
the largest amount of money in history withdrawn from banks over the last month. In the history of the United States, there was more money withdrawn from bank accounts than ever. And it wasn't done through bank runs. It was done small amounts, but just massive amounts of people taking small amounts out. And so what I think people are doing is they're prepping. I think that they're buying things with the money because it's also been pointed out that they're not paying off the debts. And so the money that's being withdrawn from the bank is not being put towards old debt. I think that it's being pulled out to purchase stockpiles of food and maybe guns and ammunition and things that people really think they need. Because right now we are living in a very, very odd world. And I hesitate to really dig my heels in and say, this is going to happen and this is how it's going to happen. Because I don't know. I just have to go off my gut instinct and also all of the hours that I spent devouring history. I've loved to research history all my life. I think that that really helps me out with the show. But like I said, world events do shape who you are and how you're going to live and your money supply and everything. Whether you're on grid or off grid, it doesn't make any difference. And like I point out from time to time, you can go out in the middle of nowhere and build you a nice cabin and have a wonderful homestead and think that you're away from everything. Then all you have to do is look up and see those jets fly over and know that they're touching you anyway. These globalists are going to touch you in every way they can. And I'm going to pick up on the world events right there and talk about the world war that it seems that a lot of military analysts who are ex-military, and I'm not talking about just enlisted men, I'm talking about officers that made it up very high, such as generals and colonels and things. The consensus is, is that World War III has already started, and it's getting hotter all the time. And so we don't have to wonder if there is a World War III or if it's going to happen. It's already happening. And I tend to agree with that, and I'm going to point out a couple of things. First of all, look at all of the chemical spills and the big processing plants and the chicken farms and egg production facilities and, and the garden supply people that are having fires. All sorts of food factories are blowing up. I don't know if you saw the video of that chocolate factory that blew up, but I don't see anything that they would put in chocolate that would have that kind of explosives. It looked to me like it was a planned demolition. I mean, it looked bad. It was a bad explosion. It blew the roof right off that. And then to see fires breaking out at facilities that make little plastic pots for gardens, just little planters, I guess what you'd call them, now, how do fires start at places like that? And when do chickens strike matches? And what is so flammable inside a chicken facility? I watch these buildings burn, and the buildings are metal, but yet it looks like a gasoline fire to me. It's horrid. I just can't imagine the terror that those poor birds felt stuck in those little cages as they burned to death. The whole thing is awful. So if you don't think World War III hasn't started, well, it has. But this isn't going to be us against them. Oh, no. We have an inside group of people inside this country that want to see this country go down. And they may not be working for the people that are the enemy, so to speak, but they're the enemy within. 
And I hope I'm wrong, but I think that a lot of the enemy within is in our own military, not the enlisted men, but the upper echelons. I think that a lot of our enemy is in the White House and in Congress and in the Senate. I think we have enemies among all these fringe groups, these transgenders and gay rights people and Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And we have an awful lot of people that want to do an awful lot of bad things to us. And you might say, well, that's not a world war. Well, it's part of a world war. When this world war does kick off and become truly kinetic to where it's obvious to everyone in the world that we are in deep trouble, you just may find yourself surrounded by a bunch of crazies that have green hair and purple teeth and and males that claim to be females and everything else that are carrying what they call assault rifles, which is a joke. But they're carrying the guns that... They want a ban these people will have. And a side note, shame on Madonna, shame on all these people that are just milking this Nashville shooting, making this transgender demon the victim, not caring about the families and the little girls that were killed and the faculty members of that school. That's just sickening. These people are absolutely insane. But when this war really kicks off, people like Madonna and all these other people out there, they're not your friend. They're going to be working against you anyway. Because the only thing that matters to them is their money. And I do believe most of these people have truly sold their soul to the devil. I've done enough research that I feel really confident in saying that. I really think they consciously did that. But they're just going to be after their own money and also furthering their own political little pet project they have, whether it be transgender or pedophilia or whatever they're pushing. That's what these people are going to stand for. And so we're going to have to really watch our backs. And I hate to say we have to live in fear, and I'm not saying that that's what we should do. But I really think you should pay very close attention to your local neighborhood and at least know where to go and where not to go in times of trouble. Back in the early part of World War II, the common people gave that war a name. And it's a name that didn't last very long, and it's been forgotten to history. But since I study history, I I remember reading all about this. The people called it the phony war. Can you imagine calling World War II a phony war? Well, they called it a phony war for a reason. Because after it kicked off, and Germany invaded Poland, all of a sudden you had France and England, immediately declare war on Germany because I had defense treaties with Poland. But then nothing happened. Absolutely nothing seemed to be happening. So the people in France and Great Britain and around the world were thinking, well, we declared war, but nothing's happening. But there were multitudes of things happening behind the scenes that you didn't know about. And then all of a sudden, boom, a kinetic shooting war. No more phony war. And I know that a lot of people have that same attitude towards what's going on right now. They think it's a phony war. I haven't heard anyone call it that, but I've had several people say, well, it must be a whole lot of about nothing because the nukes haven't flown yet, or Russia hasn't invaded Poland yet, so I don't know what's going on. I guess it's just winding down. And I've got to say that anybody that thinks that this is a phony war needs to understand that we're just in that point of time in the war, 
of all the preparations and all the legal things you have to do as far as international law is concerned and also your own sovereign law in your own country. And so you have nations signing treaties like China and Russia. You have nations that are joining NATO like Finland and Sweden. You have troops being moved into position like Iran is moving things up to their northern border as well as shoring up their defenses against Israel. So Iran is getting ready to fight a two-front war, and NATO wants to open up that front next to Iran to try to split Russia's forces. It's very evident what's going on. And then you even have Japan that's doing a little saber-rattling, but I have to say that Japan sure was freaked out when Russia brought up a missile ship and fired a few missiles and showed their military power that was in international waters, but it was very close to Japan. They did a show of force, and I think Japan really got the message that the Kremlin is watching them as well. And Russia just drafted another, I believe, 500,000 men. I'm not sure on that number. They've drafted so many people that I know that they've drafted over a million people over the last six months. And their factories have been on a wartime footing now for about six months. And so Russia is preparing for war, and China is now officially preparing for war. And all these people that just want to drink a beer and watch a ball game on TV say, ah, nothing's going to happen, it's all talk. Well, it's all talk right now. But when the genie is let out of the bottle, it's going to be absolutely horrible to be on this earth. Because we have the weapons of mass destruction that can kill and keep on killing for generations through all the contamination as far as radiation poisoning and the chemicals. I grew up knowing that all these chemical weapons were outlawed. They have international treaties against using chemical weapons. But yet Ukraine is using chemical weapons inside Ukraine against Russian soldiers. And no one says anything about it. Now I thought that's why we went into Iraq was because Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Well, they didn't. They never found any. But what were those weapons of mass destruction? Poison gas. And so if the United States does it, or one of our allies does it, that's fine. But don't you dare think about it. The hypocrisy is just totally evident here. And that's really helping to bring this country down. I'll be talking about that too in this show. And another thing that's totally outlawed worldwide is the use of biological weapons. But yet you have Dr. Fauci and all these other criminals making these pathogens more deadly and making bioweapons. And a lot of this is funded by our Department of Defense. And it's illegal. It's totally illegal by United States law as well as international law. I don't put much stock in international law, but I have to say that it does line up with United States law, that it's illegal. But yet, that's what our government's doing. But not just our government, all over the world. And so, all of these treaties that were signed by sane, rational people throughout the centuries are going to be thrown in the trash can. They're going to do it anyway. Chemical weapons are illegal. So what? Let's use them. Biological weapons? Sure. Why not? That seems to be the mindset of these criminal people that are in charge all over the world. And so you and me are likely to be poisoned by radiation or exposed to some bioweapon that was created in a lab. 
just like COVID, that was a bioweapon. And I think that it was practice. I think they were practicing, practicing the lockdowns, practicing what they were going to do. And it seems like all the radio talk show hosts do really believe we're going to get hit again. And count me among that group. I believe we are too. This next one is going to be real nasty. But again, it's illegal. It's immoral. It's wrong. But they're going to do it anyway. And so we have awful lot of things to worry about. But we can't spend our life being worried. We have to live our life and have as full and happy a life as we can in spite of these evil people. And we can prep and we can do everything in our power to try to lessen the blow. But I think the blow is coming. And so anyone that thinks that nothing's really going to come of this little war in Ukraine, you have to know it's already spilled across the border of Ukraine because now Belarus has nuclear weapons, and even their air force is capable of launching nuclear weapons from their attack aircraft. And I have to say that every day, now this is just my opinion, but this is what I'm seeing, that every day the United States gets weaker because we have an absolute embarrassment for a government. Absolutely the worst government we've ever had, the worst people in government, biggest bunch of idiots I've ever seen. And so every day the Western world gets weaker because we have all these people in Europe who are nothing but puppets. Joe Biden says jump and they jump. And I wish that there would be a European leader that would grow a spine and stand up against the tyranny and also the bullying that the United States is doing right now to all the countries. But we have a joke for a government and we're perceived worldwide as weak. And so we have a weak government with the worst commanders I think we've ever had as far as in the Pentagon. And so I think that we're ripe for being invaded or being attacked. And I think we're already being attacked by homegrown terrorists as far as our food facilities and things like that. It's just a matter of time before the grid goes down and we have major dams being blown up and and major railroad places being blown up. And so when this war becomes a hot shooting war to where there's no question, it's going to come to our own backyard. It's not going to be a foreign war. It's not going to be a war fought over there. This war is going to be fought over here. And we have to be ready for that. How do you become ready for a war? Just take a look at the videos of what happens to the towns that the Russians decide they want to take it from the Ukrainians. Just look at what's left of the town. It's horrible. It looks like a hurricane or tornado has came through and just flattened it. There's not even a tree in the town that's all the way standing. They're just stumps that are blown in half. All the houses are either exploded or imploded. I saw an old picture of what the city hall in Bakhmut looked like and comparison with a photograph of how it looks today. And right now it looks like a construction area where they have a place where they put their rubble, all their broken bricks and old used asphalt and things. They just push it to the side, make a pile. That's what the Bakhmut City Hall looks like. Looks like a blown up pile of bricks. And all of these train derailments and things that are happening, there seems to be more of those. And it seems like the cargoes that they are hauling are chemicals that they have no business hauling. 
It's my understanding that some of the chemicals the railroads are hauling around are illegal to transport. But yet, the powers that be have them going all over, and they're derailing all over. We have chemical spills and all sorts of things that are just acts of war as far as I'm concerned. Then you look at the Nord Stream pipeline, and when you really start putting two and two together, we are in a shooting war. And if you count the Americans that are being killed that are quote-unquote freedom fighters fighting for the Ukraine, when everyone knows they're just NATO troops that have taken their NATO patches off, and of course when they're killed, the NATO country will say, well, they were no longer active duty. Well, of course they're no longer active duty because they're dead. But they're trying to say that they quit the armed forces and then went and joined Ukraine. And that's not what's happening. We're actually sending our young people to die over for a cocaine addict and a criminal. And if you die for Joe Biden, you're dying for what? A senile old man? A pedophile? Absolutely a low life. And so we have issues here at home. And also we have issues worldwide we have to deal with. Now there's one thing that's happening to bring down the United States that is extremely obvious. Do you realize that one of the hottest issues in politics right now is transgenderism? Whereas eight years ago it wasn't even mentioned. Before that it wasn't even known about. There was no such thing as transgender. There still isn't. Transgenderism is a made-up term. There's no such thing. But it seems to be the litmus test that the United States government is sending all around the world as far as whether we're going to help them with foreign aid or to have normalized relations with a country. You have diplomats all over the world who are trying to tell countries that they have to embrace transgenderism. And I have to say that I am so proud of the governments of Africa. I've been watching the parliaments and other types of government that these African nations have. And the African nations are resoundingly rejecting the United States because the United States is pushing transgenderism in Africa harder than they are here. And they're telling people that their nations are breaking international law and also are in violation of human rights if they don't pass laws promoting transgenderism and protecting it as a protected class of people. And I've been watching these very articulate leaders and also politicians, whether they be speakers of their parliament or, or just members of their parliament. But I've been listening to their speeches, and they sound like real men. And most of their leaders are men. And it's so refreshing to hear a real man speak, a real man with real common sense, that they told illegitimate Kamala Harris, who is an absolute disgrace, she has traveled all over Africa trying to bully people into embracing transgenderism. And she's not being received well, not at all, and her words are falling on deaf ears. And then you have the speeches that are made after she gives her speech of saying transgenderism or else. That's what she's saying in a nutshell. That she's hearing absolutely no, mind your own business, go home. In a nutshell, that's what she's hearing. Only it's said in a very articulate way. But growing up, I heard about Idi Amin 
in Uganda and how bad he was and how bad that country was. And I just listened to the parliament of Uganda. And I have to say that I would trade our entire Congress and Senate with Uganda any day. Of course, Uganda would not want what we have. But they actually have sane and rational people who are real that are in their government. And one of the speakers, and I believe it was a speaker of the parliament, I think he was their head speaker in Uganda, after Kamala Harris said that their country had to accept transgenderism. In his speech, he said, God has spoken, and God says it's wrong. So there's nothing to talk about because God has spoken. And I thought, wow, straight, right to the point, gotcha. And the reaction he got when he said that was very good. There was a lot of applause when he said that. And to have that total fool and imbecile Kamala Harris, she reprimanded the Ugandan government for a law that's not even in the books. And after she got through with her little blustery speech, the president of Uganda started out his speech by saying, To all the press here, what you just heard was wrong. We have no such law. And he just absolutely skewered her. And... I think that it's time for America to stay out of other people's business. Because what's happening, the reason I'm bringing this up, is it's ruining the United States. Our image is totally shot. We are the punchline of all the jokes in the world. And also, we're now the joke of the world. And so you have all these countries that are now going to join BRICS because they are sick of being lectured to about homosexuals, and deviant lifestyles because they don't want any part of it. And all over Africa, they're passing laws that are punishable by death if you are a transgender. Now, do I want to see all transgenders die? No, I don't, but I want to see them cured because they're all mentally ill. I'd like for them to have some help. I don't want them to be put on Bud Light cans and talk about a company committing suicide. I'm not a drinker anyway, so I already boycott them all, and so I can't hurt them any. But as far as like Coca-Cola saying that you can't be too white, and all these other wokeisms that are happening, the world sees this, and the world shakes its head and says, what happened to the United States? We used to love the United States, but they want to put that in our country? No. Go home. Leave us alone. Get out of here. And so I have to say congratulations to the governments of Africa. I am really impressed. But again, the reason I'm bringing that up is that it affects you and it affects me. Because when this world war does really kick off and become kinetic, don't have this thought in the back of your head that it's going to be Russia and Belarus and possibly China against the rest of the world. It's not going to be like that this time. When it comes down to a kinetic war, and it becomes a world war and people have to choose sides, it's my opinion that 90% of Africa, 90% of South America, 90% of Asia will be against the United States. And I think that there will also be some European countries that are in Eastern Europe that are going to break from the Western influence that they're now puppets of. And I know that India and China have their issues, but I also know that India and China, they border each other. 
and I know that neither country wants to have an all-out war against the other one. And so for the time being anyway, I see India siding with Russia and also China. And so when you have two of the most populated countries on earth, and also the largest geographic country on earth, coupled with almost the entire Middle East, and almost the entire of Africa and South America, when you have them all lined up against the United States, we don't stand a chance. We don't manufacture anything. Illegitimate Joe has got our oil reserves sold out. He just sold it. And so we don't have really any oil reserves. Not enough to fight a war. Our factories are not on a wartime footing. Our wokeism has taken over the Army and Navy and Air Force and Marines. and We just don't have the type of people that we used to have. The Western countries are not populated by real men anymore. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was mentioning all these old guys that used to rodeo around here. In this area, they're known for their steer wrestlers, and... We've put out some really good steer wrestlers out of this part of the country. And several of them from this area went to the national finals, and and they did really well on the big stage. And he was mentioning all these names I haven't heard for 20 or 30 years. All these guys are dead now, but when I was a kid, these guys were just like John Wayne around here. They were bigger than life. They were competing a lot. They were winning a lot. And they were our friends and neighbors, and we were real proud of them. And they all had one thing in common. They were all real men. And I got to talking about all the people that used to be in this area that were all real men. These guys knew who they were, what they were, how they were. They were in control. They were fearless. They were energetic. They were motivated. They were smart. They had common sense. They were everything you'd ever need if you needed someone to have your back. But now I look out over the landscape and I see people that have that faraway look in their eyes that you get when you're doing drugs. And I see guys out there that are just nothing but scarecrows. They're just skin and bones. And I see other guys that I don't know what they do with their life, but They don't look like they ever get up out of their couch, and they're just total couch potatoes. And I know there's some real men left around here, but not like it used to be. And so we have all these issues in the world, and we have leadership in illegitimate Joe Biden that is no leadership at all. Matter of fact, we'd be better off with no leader. We really would. So we have incompetent leaders in the military and in the government. And we have a bunch of woke young kids that are good for nothing. Now, there are some good kids out there, but these ones that are totally woke and totally on board with all the communism and everything, they're they're totally worthless. And I know for years there have been jokes about France and saying that the military flag of France needs to be a white flag because that seems to be what they do best is surrender. Well, I think that we are going to overtake France in that role. Because I don't think we have enough young people in this country that are patriotic enough, that have guts enough, or anything to make a stand for this country. Now, I know that there are some that will. 
There's some very good people out there, and there's some very good people in the military. But I don't think we have enough of those people. Because after the good ones are killed in battle, what are the replacements going to look like? Because when this thing goes kinetic, you know they're going to start the draft. So when they start drafting kids that are woke and they're overweight, they're woke and they're obese and they're drug addicts, that's no way to make a foundation for an army. And I've read that 77% of young people that are military age in the United States are ineligible for military service. 77%. And so only 23% of people military age are eligible. That doesn't sound like a recipe for a very large army. And so you know they will lower the standards and they'll start taking people that normally they would not take. And there again, that's no foundation for an army. And who's going to manufacture things? All of our factories are moved to China or Mexico or somewhere else. And speaking of Mexico, I'm going to make a prediction that sometime in the near future, Mexico is going to join BRICS. I just feel it in my bones. I have no proof, but I feel that they are going to do that. And one of the main reasons is the people in Washington, D.C. that that really don't want to help Mexico, and they really don't want to do much except criticize. And I know that our southern border is largely the doings of Mexico and their inability to do anything about it. But you have to look at our side of the border. We're not doing any better than Mexico. And Mexico is fighting all these drug lords and kingpins down there. And there's so much money in drugs. You have to know that we have people in high places that that are working actively with the drug cartels. All you have to do is go back to that gun-running thing, that fast and furious that was done under Obama that was totally illegal, but yet no one went to jail. But you know, if they would catch President Trump out jaywalking, they would probably hang him from the nearest tree. But yet all these other quote-unquote leaders can do anything they want. And that's because we have such a horrible double standard. And this double standard is being noticed worldwide. And so when the United States goes to these countries and lectures them on democracy, I'm so sick of that word. We are a representative republic. We're not a democracy. People say, ah, no difference. Uh, Yeah, there is. Huge difference. We are not a democracy. And people that say that, yes, we're a democracy, they're absolutely wrong and they're ignorant. And they sound ignorant every time they say that we're a democracy. But we have all these sanctimonious people go all over the world and tell them that they have to live by the rule of law. And these people in these other countries, in the back of their minds, are saying, yeah, what about Hillary Clinton? What about Bill Clinton? What about Obama? What about illegitimate Joe Biden? What about Hunter Biden? What about Joe Biden's brother? What about Nancy Pelosi? What about Chuck Schumer? What about all these other people? These politicians in other countries, they know exactly what's going on in this country. And so when we go there, and I hate the term gaslight, because that's just a polite way of saying lie. These people go to these other countries and they lie to them. 
than it used to work because the almighty dollar was dangled out there saying, okay, this is what you get if you go along with us. Here's this money. Well, our money is being destroyed, and it's being destroyed on purpose, both within the United States and other countries are going to help push it over a cliff. But when that happens, all these people that were on the take and they did what our government told them to do, they're no longer going to do it. And I feel very strongly that when sides are taken, that all these quote-unquote allies are going to choose the side of Russia and China. And I know that there's been so much damage done to this country by this administration and by Congress and all of the people we've had in government over the years has brought us to this point. And I don't think that there's any saving the United States. I think that we've already been sold down the river. There might be sections of the United States that will continue to be basically as founded. But I do not believe that we're going to be 50 states united. I really don't. And other countries see this. And also, where do most countries get their goods from? They get them from China. And a lot of these third world countries, where do they get their food from? From Russia. Okay, why would you side against the people who are feeding you and the ones that are giving you all of your dry goods and all of your technology and things are coming from China? Then you have this country full of very old corrupt people that other countries view as evil. They truly do think of the United States government as being the devil. They really honestly do. So over here they see a country that feeds them and another country where they buy their clothes and their shoes and their everyday items. And then on the other side they look and here's this grizzled old senile old man who everyone across the world considers him to be a pedophile. And they see all this evil and all this transgender and all this culture rot and they have nothing to offer except basically blood money. Just filthy lucre. That's all they have to offer. And so I'm going to say right now that the future of the world, as long as the world lasts or until Jesus comes back, I think that the future of the world, as far as influence and power, lies in Asia. I think that Russia is going to be aligned with Asia 100%. I think that Europe is going to become an old, rotting corpse of ancient empires that are no longer... I think the United States is very much in trouble. I don't think we're going to be a superpower within the next several years. I think that superpower status is going to go away because what makes us a superpower is our money. I've heard that all these trillions of dollars in debt we are, that this money's not even printed. It's just digital numbers on a computer. That's all it is. There's not even any paper to back it up. It's all just a pie-in-the-sky number. And again, all these other countries know that. And so why I'm telling you all of this is that as you prepare, you need to know what you need to be preparing for. And it's time that we prepared for all hell to break loose, not only across the world, but in your own neighborhood. I think there's going to come a time where the possibility that you're going to have to defend your house with force is going to be very much a possibility. I hope I'm wrong. But with the breakdown of society and the type of district attorneys that they are hiring 
in our being elected, whichever the case may be, coupled with the type of people they're recruiting to be in law enforcement, that law enforcement are nothing but gang-style criminals. Just think of that poor man that was beaten to death by those five cops. That was gang-style. And so you have one gang that's going to be roaming the streets with a badge and another gang that is going to be roaming the streets without a badge. And so when things really get rough, there's not going to be a 911 you can call. And if you do call 911, who knows what's going to show up. I really do believe that we are in a world of hurt. And so I think we need to stay in prayer and we need to keep preparing. And a lot of you are getting baby chicks, which is great. A lot of you are gardening, which is great. Foraging season is coming. Learn how to forage. Learn how to generate your own power. But I want you to stay alert. I want you to get information from everybody that you can trust. And I'm going to say that most of the people in the New Truth Media, you can trust. I've seen a couple of them that I don't know if I trust as much as I do others, but I really do think that you need to get as much information as you can from as many people as you can. Because I'm only one voice out here, and I can only do so much. And we have people like Stu Peters and the Canadian Prepper, and people that have done this a lot longer than I have, and they have a lot better contacts than I do. And so I encourage all of my listeners to branch out and really, really learn and really get prepared. Well, I hope this episode has been informative, and I hope I've helped somebody. And I would ask that you do consider donating. I'm going to mention again that donations are down because of the economy and how things are. And so please realize that even a dollar or five dollars is going to help. And so I would really appreciate if you'd find it in your heart to donate to the show to keep it on the air. And you can do so by sending a check or money order or cash. And you would send that to Thunderbolt West Media. And you'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And I really appreciate you tuning in today. And so until next time, everyone, keep preparing. Keep your eyes wide open. Keep your powder dry. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.